Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. T-I-K-A dot com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, Ukrainian officials say at least four missile strikes across Lviv on Monday morning, uh, three of which hit military infrastructure sites, another hitting just across these railroad tracks behind me. Let me show you the impact crater from where Ukrainian officials say that Russian missile struck. Military and first responders on the scene quickly thereafter. The explosion destroying an auto repair shop. So Russia continuing to bomb cities, murder people, finding more bodies every single day in areas where the Russians were just driven out. It's a horror. I find it interesting that it is, uh, uh, at this point, definitely emerged the pressure for more U.S. involvement seems to be coming from the left, Hmm. which is not what you might have expected. So here's Democratic Senator Chris Coons, U.S. Senator, on Face the Nation with Margaret Brennan on Sunday. 
In some public remarks this week, you said um, the country needs to talk about when it might be willing to send troops to Ukraine. If Vladimir Putin, who has shown us how brutal he can be, is allowed to just continue uh, to massacre civilians, to commit war crimes um, throughout Ukraine uh, without NATO, without the West uh, coming more forcefully to his aid, um, I, great, I, I deeply worry that what's going to happen next is that we will see Ukraine turn into Syria. Mm -hmm. The American people cannot turn away from this tragedy in Ukraine. I think the history of the 21st century turns on how fiercely mm -hmm. we defend freedom in Ukraine and that Putin will only stop when we stop him. So there's a U.S. senator who has the ear of President Biden believing that the history of the world turns on our support of Ukraine and uh, as the host there mentioned, he gave a speech the other day, that we need to start discussing when the United States gets involved, sends troops to Ukraine, which I'm surprised that didn't get more attention than it will. It would have gotten more attention if it's Iraq and being driven by a Republican, then it's giant explosive. Are you talking boots on the ground? One of those conversations. I guess a Democratic senator saying it for a mostly left-leaning media, and it doesn't get near the attention, but that seems like a big deal. You had a U.S. senator mention the other day, we need to discuss U.S. troops in Ukraine. Yeah, that's absolutely a big deal. I, I was thinking the same thing you were as you were talking, comparing and contrasting the Ukraine situation, the Iraq situation. I mean, the crimes of Saddam Hussein against humanity were enormous, horrific, uh, sustained, gassing the, the Shiites and the rest of it, the slaughter of the Kurds. Um, so you'd think that the people of sympathetic heart who just can't stand to see innocents murdered would have been gung-ho for that intervention, but they weren't, I think, probably because there was a Republican in the White House. Uh, turned out to be a crappy execution of a questionable idea, too. I'll concede that, but yeah, it's notable, but I think... Um I think there are plenty of people all over the aisle who are watching what's happening and thinking this is horrific. I mean, not only on a human level, but a geopolitical level. Well, there's also the here. Uh, I had a clip that will fit into this. Um, Do you? Maybe, Do you really? Maybe I don't. Uh, it was something along the lines of uh, Putin's not going to stop until he's stopped, which is a beliefs of some people. So what? So you let him win in Ukraine and think that's the end of it? Why would you think that? He's already learned that he can do anything he wants because he has nuclear weapons and the rest of the world's scared of him. So he'll want to take more. I don't know if that's true or not. There is a push right now to try to get the United States to declare Russia a terrorist state. There are only four countries that are labeled as state sponsors of terrorism by the United States. Cuba, Iran, North Korea, and Syria and they clearly all are, is Russia a state sponsor of terrorism? I don't, I don't know what sort of definition you'd use where they're not. Yeah, I kind of got worn out on the whole term terrorist uh, post 9-11 when every country started calling every other country in the world terrorists. Um, I, I don't know. I think they're an invading force. They've certainly caused terror and murder and bloodshed and rape and all sorts of all sorts of horrors, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they're terrorists. Well, the push is because it has legal uh, ramifications. If you're officially a state sponsor of terror, then sanctions are never going away, um, and all kinds of different things. And, you know, maybe that helps in your push, if that's what you're trying to do, of trying to get more U.S. involvement. 
As I mentioned earlier, I was watching MSNBC this morning with Morning Joe, and they were talking about Ukraine, and then he looked to the camera and he said, now I know a lot of you watching right now are saying, why aren't we doing more? Why aren't we sending troops to Ukraine? Well, here's why we haven't. So he felt like on MSNBC he had to talk to a chunk of his audience and explain to them why we aren't sending troops yet. So clearly the push is coming from the left, which is unique in my lifetime. Is that just because their guy's in office, I guess? I don't know. I don't actually know. I mean, I, I watch this stuff. I've been taking in a lot of this stuff, and it's really hard to watch and not think we need to do something. As I said the other day, if I got a news alert that said the U.S. Air Force has just bombed the crap out of uh, Russian tanks, out of uh, my first reaction would be, all effing right. You're damn right we did. That'd mm-hmm. be my first emotional reaction by far. I was Maybe. watching the news last night. I had half a fantasy of us just lighting up one of those convoys. Just all sorts of guided missiles. Just bang, 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 bang for miles. Yeah, it used to be there and no longer is. Now, what's your next right. move, Putin? Um, I'm not, you know, intellectually, it gets more complicated. But emotionally, I think that'd just be freaking awesome. Why is there apparently a chunk of the left that wants to get more? I don't actually know. Do you have a guess? I don't think it's I don't think it's as simple as because Biden's in the White House can't be. I uh, well yeah, I mean in general uh I think most progressive politics or liberal politics are more about emotion than practicality. Mm, there you go. Now that makes more sense because as I just said, my emotional reaction would be all right. Well, and I think the the mark of the lefty is that they immediately say, therefore, something must be done. And then they don't stop and think about the repercussions of what must be done or the expense of it or whether it's even a really good idea. But it makes them feel good to advocate it. Whereas good conservatives uh, will will think ahead and say, wow, that would feel really good. And I'd like to uh, administer that blow to Putin, but we can't get involved in a world war that might lead to the killing of many more people. We need to be sober about this. The networks who generally speak to the politics of the left, MSNBC and CNN, have been doing a tremendous job of following this story. And they got a lot of reporters on the ground and they show horrific news every single day. So that might be part of it, too. Yeah, yeah. I wonder. I I am increasingly convinced and feel free to unleash your angry text and or emails. uh, 415-295-KFTC for the text or email mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. I'm increasingly convinced that the cowardly backslapper, the no to the Osama bin Laden raid, Joe Biden, uh, the, the king of the half measure or no measure at all, has fallen far short of what the Ukrainians really needed to defend themselves. Um, and, and has been far, far too cautious. Uh, I think we should have, we the free world, should have, with NATO leadership, U.S. leadership, given the Ukrainians what they needed to close the skies themselves. Or at least fight for supremacy in the skies. Give them the damn planes. Give them the copters a month ago. I just, I, I don't know. What a terrible, terrible, awful joke of history. That that when the Ukrainian people needed the West most acutely, Joe Biden was in the White House. It's a terrible shame. Mm, Ian Bremer, friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show, has a piece in The Economist today. And uh, long and short of it is an ugly conflict is about to get uglier. Oof. It's hard to even imagine. Yeah. Yeah. 
Another phase of this operation is starting now, said Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov, who ought to be behind bars. The Defense Ministry of Russia announced that its missile and artillery forces had struck hundreds of Ukrainian targets overnight and would be moving forward. So, lovely. What are we doing for Ukraine? What's the free world doing for him at this point? And is it even nearly, nearly enough? I, you know, I, I rejected the thinking for a long time that we were giving them just enough to make sure the maximum number of people died. They could keep the fight going extra, extra long so the most possible number of soldiers would die, the greatest number. Um, I'm starting to think that's what it looks like. They can't possibly win, but they can keep fighting long enough to make sure more civilians are slaughtered and raped and more soldiers died. And and I blame the West. Yeah, I just I don't see the uh, argument being made for us doing for status quo or doing less. I don't see anybody making that argument. I mean, if you see them out there, let me know who you respect. And like and are reading and listening to who's saying, no, we shouldn't do it. And here's why. Because I'm seeing lots and lots of geopolitical strategists and generals saying, we need to do more. Why is it taking so long? You know, we're pretty proud of having a wide variety of uh, ideological listeners to the show. And you all hit us with emails and that sort of thing and texts. Um, some of them more uh, well-received than others. But uh, with the exception of like one Maybe two Putin apologists who've completely lost their minds. They're obsessed with this far-right Azov battalion. It haunts their dreams. Um, and that's what it's all about in their, their minds. Uh, with the exception of one or maybe two people, we're not getting that at all. The idea that, no, we need to be very, very careful. It's a shame, but just let it happen. We're not seeing that. An ugly situation is about to get uglier. Well, we will be keeping our eye on it. So Jen Psaki was asked uh, just a little bit ago about those Border Patrol agents who were whipping migrants at the border last year. You remember that story? Except they weren't, according to and the... And everybody knew it within 24 hours? Except according to the government. So, so Jen Psaki was asked about that. What she said will shock you, among other things, Whoa. on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We've been told that the mounted Border Patrol officers the president accused of whipping migrants have been notified they will not face criminal charges. So when is the president going to apologize to them? Uh, There is a process and an investigation that's gone through the Department of Homeland Security. I don't have any update on that. The president said that they were whipping people, which would be a criminal offense, and they've been told they're not going to be criminally charged. And there was an investigation into that, and I'll let the Department of Homeland Security announce any conclusion of that investigation. You (laughs) accuse these officers of brutal and inappropriate measures now that they've been told they will not be criminally charged. Will you apologize? And, Peter, there was an investigation into their behavior. So that investigation is playing out. Whenever it's going to be announced, the Department of Homeland Security will announce that, and I'm sure we'll have a comment on it after that. Go ahead. All presidential press secretaries eventually adopt that tone of voice, the how dare you ask me that, how are you too stupid to understand what I'm saying tone of voice that drives me crazy. Look, I work for a senile old fart who says all sorts of crap, and I'm a paid liar. What part of that do you not get? Can you imagine 
you're a government worker, you're in the Border Patrol, you're doing your job, you didn't do anything wrong, and the President of the United States singles you out as some evil human being who's whipping poor migrants. Well, and the press secretary declares you guilty of serious crimes. And then they do a long investigation decide you're not and refuse to apologize. Sorry, we shouldn't have said that. You were or just even doing acknowledge that the chief law enforcement officer of the United States of America pronouncing your guilt in advance is somehow at least impolite. You can't even announce that. Yeah, that's something. Couple of Ukraine things that I wanted to mention that we haven't mentioned yet. Putin yesterday gave an honorary title to one of the units that was slaughtering civilians in Bucha. So that very Russian unit that went through there and raped old women and little girls and burned bodies and tortured people, it would seem, just for the pleasure of torturing people, uh, he thanked the 64th Motor Rifle Brigade for their mass heroism protecting the fatherland, Russia's sovereignty, and its national interest in Ukraine. That's some evil S right there. That is some evil stuff right there. You can't get much worse than that. Yeah, I was reading a long piece about the history of uh, atrocities and, and, and all of the stuff you described with the Russian armed forces going back. And the fact that their their uh, discipline is way different than the U.S. or Western armed forces. It's it's mostly brutality, hazing that kills dozens of soldiers a year, beatings constantly, uh, just terrible interunit discipline. And uh, it's just and and zero accountability for anything you do in a war zone. None. Nobody even asks the question: Did you commit an atrocity? Much less punishes it. So they're they are a force like I don't know the Vikings of old or the or Genghis Khan or something yeah. like that. There are no humane standards. Yeah. Well, in April of forty-five, when uh, we met the Russians in Berlin, we came from the west. They came from the east and met in Berlin. Um, This didn't get reported much at the time, but historians now believe the Russian soldiers raped a million women in like the coming days and weeks after Berlin fell. And the uh, Allied forces, not Russian forces, like the U.S., the French, British, were like, what what is with your military? What the hell is going on here? But we didn't say anything because they were our ally and we beat the Nazis and the Nazis were bad and the war was over and blah, blah, blah. And it didn't really get, it kind of flew under the radar, if you can believe that, for, for many decades. But that's what the Russian military has been about for a very long time, as you just said. America's Horrible. the worst country in the world. We yeah. have the most sexual assault and the most racism. Anybody who makes any of those claims, ignore every word that comes out of their mouth for the rest of their lives. They're idiots. The other interesting thing that happened yesterday is there was a picture that came out of all the sailors that were on that ship that sank last week. Well, it was a, it was a congratulations to your hard work and bravery picture, except there, uh, people know how many people were on that ship, and that picture by people who counted the people in the picture, was short about 400 sailors. So about 400 of your sailors don't appear to be there, even though Putin's claiming nobody died and it was a fantastic rescue and something to be proud of, and they put out the picture. But Okay, so it would look like they lost about 400 sailors when that thing went down or blew up or whatever happened to it. I realize I'm asking you to guess at something, but do you think the Ukrainians armed by the free world can exact enough of a cost out of Putin's forces uh, in Russia that that it does much good in the next couple of months or uh, next couple of years. I think we got to ramp it up. 
stay on track. Uh, 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 President Zelensky was talking yesterday about thank you for the 40,000 rounds of ammunition that fit whatever gun. We go through those in a couple of days. We need a lot more. So, Yeah. Yeah, and I saw an article, I think it was in the New York Times, saying, yeah, the Ukrainian forces appear to have used a couple of cluster bombs, which are banned and blah, blah, blah. At this point, aren't all the rules just suspended? It certainly seems so. Certainly is from the other side. Do you get any extra points for uh, not getting down to their level as you're being murdered? Well, right. Putin said uh, if there's an existential threat against Russia, that's justification of nuclear arms. So play by his rules. If you miss an hour, grab the podcast, armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. First poll asks, what's the hardest part of spring cleaning? 70% said deciding what to throw out. 20% said deciding what to donate. 10% said deciding which of my kids' toys I can chuck without them noticing. (laughs) This next poll asks, do you understand what's happening on moon night? 10% said yes. 90% said as long as there are no follow-up questions, yes. Finally, this last one asks, did you quit your day job during the Great Resignation? 50% said yes, absolutely. 49% said nobody wanted to. Tom Brady said it's complicated. That's all the time we have. So the throwing stuff out question, I deal with that with kids' school stuff. It seems wrong to throw this out, but I can't keep everything they ever made for 12 years of their lives. And then when they're gone, I'll throw it away. So I think at some point... Yeah, Judy and I, when the kids moved out, kind of went through and, and assembled a Hall of Fame in in some boxes. Just to remind us of those wonderful days. Right. But yeah, yeah, you can't keep it all. I've got <laughs> too many dioramas. I don't have the closet space for all these dioramas. There's a dinosaur. There's a caveman. There's, there's a, a planet. There's the solar system. Right. 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 So, uh, speaking of the planet, on the other side of it, perhaps you've heard that China has imprisoned uh, tens of millions of their citizens, which should be well and good for us over here, except that we do a tremendous amount of business with them, and we want to get to that in a second or two. I want to tell you this though: this is a major battle that's being fought, kind of outside the view of most Americans, because it's kind of high financey stuff. But for 20 years, Chinese companies listed on the U.S. stock exchanges, and there are hundreds of them, have existed in this weird state of limbo outside the law. They're subject to the rules and regs that require, if you, if your stock is listed, you got to show your books to U.S. regulators. Because you can't be running some sort of fraud company uh, and selling stock on U.S. markets. We have very strict regulations about that. Ask anybody who, had, who does compliance for a publicly owned company. It's it's exhausting. Uh, but Beijing, now for 20 years, has said, yeah, no, no, you don't get to look at the books of our companies. And so there's this decades-long impasse. Well, Washington had largely let China slide on this so American investors could tap into the riches of some of China's most successful enterprises, writes Fortune.com. And and will help China rise up to become a a member of the League of Nations, and uh, we all work together, and blah, blah, blah. 
That's right. Countries that trade together will become friends and they will liberalize uh, uh, politically as well as economically, we thought for a long time. Uh, but now U.S. lawmakers are demanding an end to the standoff with a law that would boot $1.4 trillion worth of Chinese stocks from American exchanges if Beijing doesn't come correct. Wow. It's amazing that we've let them get away with it this long, but it's an outgrowth of what you're talking about. It's the same reason we we let them uh, trade in ways that we wouldn't let anybody else trade. Because, well, they're kind of backward in a third world country, and they really, if they get a leg up, then they'll become more liberalized and they'll be our buddies, which turns out to be uh, exactly what they hoped we would think as they were plotting the opposite. So anyway, a uh, combination of the lockdown in Shanghai, which we're going to talk about a little more in a second, and... Uh, the rather aggressive move toward decoupling, or at least no longer letting them get away with stuff in economic exchange, I think there are going to be more shockwaves to come economically, uh, supply chain-wise, that sort of thing. You think Target's uh, shelves are a little empty now? Give it six months. Mm. Uh, but we'll see. So anyway, Greg Palcott on Fox News last night was reported on the latest of uh, on Chinese COVID. And again, the reason we care is we do so much trade with these people. So many of our leading companies, so many of our you know medium-sized companies get all their manufacturing done in that part of the world. So clip number 80, please, Michael. As mass testing is conducted, China's so-called zero COVID crisis enters its fourth week. There are new reports of the first three deaths from this outbreak in Shanghai. Beijing's strict approach means that 400 million people in mostly big cities are now in some form of tough lockdown. Hundreds of thousands forced into massive and squalid quarantine centers with Chinese vaccines underperforming. Massive and squalid. Hmm. That sounds nice. We mentioned earlier the big uh, quarantine prisons. They leave the lights on 24 hours and there are no hot showers. So that sounds nice. Yeah, yep. There are some reformers in China, but they are kind of a weak minority at this point. Xi Jinping's done a good job of rooting them out. Uh, to the extent that they exist, we all ought to be rooting like crazy for them to boot Xi out and take over China. It's it's a long shot, but boy, that would that would be a helpful thing. Clip 81, Michael. We don't think that uh, a zero COVID strategy, which China is pursuing, uh, is one that is likely to work. It's the strategy that Chinese President Xi Jinping has chosen. Analysts say the regime's centralized approach to dealing with this health crisis makes it incapable of changing course when necessary. Even though the public anger at authorities is playing out openly and online for the Beijing leadership, there seems no turning back. They've made this this um, uh, mythology that they are the ones that can control this and they will do anything to control this. All right, so you got Xi and the leadership of the Chinese communists. They feel like they have no flexibility. They're going to take this uh, zero-COVID policy right to the wall. Will it get so ugly that they, Xi Jinping, is shaken from power? Will he be? Uh, will he have the zero-COVID thing hung around his neck? Uh, that's kind of what I'm rooting for. Uh, one more clip, Michael. 82. According to the government, about 4,600 people are reported to have died from the coronavirus since it first broke out in China more than two years ago. What? Ah. Experts think this is a vast understatement. Was Xi approaching a Communist Party Congress later this year in which he could be named president for life? He wants nothing to spoil the show. Most authoritarians do in this situation, they'll double down on what they're doing. What, what was his, What's their number in China for the entire pandemic? 4,600. <laughs> Oh, wow. That's cute, isn't it? Wow. Don't trust China. In a country of 1.4 billion people. 
Yeah, that invented the coronavirus, everybody, the COVID-19. Our population plus one billion. Right. And they've had 4,000-some total deaths from COVID. Okay. Now, come very, on, China! Very funny. They have a uh, an inadequate health care system. They have a weak uh, sauce of a vaccine. Uh, and they're probably pursuing the wrong policy. How big the death toll gets, we may never know. But uh, we'll see the shakeup if it happens. Oh, we'll never uh, have any. I'm rooting for. We'll never have any idea how many people died in China or India from the COVID. Well, we can't figure it out in the U.S. since everybody who has the bug, who died of a motorcycle wreck, is listed as a death. So it's really hard to nail down. Plus, you had you know people who, who died in circumstances that weren't documented, so nobody knows. But mm-hmm. it's especially impossible in those third worldy uh, quadrants. Here's my dumbest story of the day. Bring it. Terminally ill mom trolled for being too beautiful to have cancer. Oh, God. And, of course, it's accompanied by a bunch Uh. of pictures of her looking hot. Uh. God, the Internet is stupid. It is. Well, but, but you get the Internet you deserve. That's why I always bring these up. You people who click on these stories, stop it. Just stop. All right? If you want to look at hot chicks, there's plenty of them out there. Don't click on all these stupid stories and clog up the news machine. Like right, just Lord. search on porn. If that's or your whatever. thing, yeah. But the oh, really? Uh, she was trolled for being too beautiful. That that story is like five times a day in certain publications. Claps back at those who think her boobs are too big. <laughs> right, exactly. What? <laughs> Patron thrown out of Disneyland for too tight fitting top. <laughs> right. Oh wow! I wonder. I wonder what it looks like. Yeah. Kicked off plane for looking like a stripper in quotes. Yeah. Well, I better okay, click I, on that. I may have clicked on that one. Jeez, <laughs> oh, you're the problem. Oh, yep. Ace. Speaking. Yep. Oh, yeah, we got to get back to that story. If you haven't heard about Bad Baby, the Catch Me Outside girl, if you haven't catch heard, Catch Me Outside. How about that? It'll make you question everything you've ever believed. And starving Jack Dorsey, the guy who used to run Twitter, is in a surprising Twitter war with a shocking opponent. It's CNN. Uh, we can tell you about that coming up as well. All that on the way next. Armstrong and Getty. So we took a look at D.A. Gascon earlier in the show from Los Angeles. George Gascon, the infamous. And uh, he's a nut job, and he's about to get voted out because he is such a nut job. But um, we learned even more about him yesterday. You remember when that child rapist was uh, recorded on a phone call uh, bragging about what a great light sentence he got and how cool it was and everything? Well, we got another one for you. Gang member Luis Angel Hernandez, who shot and killed a delivery person for a marijuana delivery service during an armed robbery a couple of years ago. He's a gang member. He is a big, big fan of George Gesco. It's looking real good. Now we got a new DA in L.A., so they're going to... I got caught on the 14th, fool. Right there in Compton, Thursday, so they're going to drop a gang of, um, like, my gun enhancement, my gang enhancement, my gang enhancement, 10 years, fool, for being a gang member. And then the gun and the commission of crime. I don't get that name on my face. That's a champ right there. 
just don't. That's the nigga right there, bro. He's making the story changes for all of us, fool. You know, so I'm just grateful, fool. Like, I got good news off that. So at least now I know, like, they're like, you're coming home, blood. Like, they already told me, my lord, told me, you're coming home. First of all, is fool the new dude or man? Must be. I got to start saying that more often, fool. You should, fool. So uh, let me interpret some of those uh, delicious quotes. I'm going to get that N's name on my face. That's a champ right there. Effin Gascon. Uh, let's see. What else did he say? Guy uh, in prison who knows the name of the DA who's going to let him loose. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he says, oh, oh, George Gascon announced when he took office to the shock and horror of his entire team, his staff, all the DAs, 98% of whom, all of the uh, assistant district attorneys, all of his lawyers under him, 98% of them want his ass kicked out of office. But he announced that all sentence enhancements would be dropped. The use of a firearm, gang affiliations, lying in wait, that sort of thing. Uh, so anyway... Uh, that announcement uh, was great news for uh, the murdering gangbanger. This S looking real good. Now we got a new DA in L.A., so they're going to drop my gun enhancement, my gang enhancement. My gang enhancement is 10 years, fool, for being a gang member. Then the gun in the commission of the crime. That's the N right there, bro. He's making historic changes for all of us, fool. I'm just grateful, fool. Like, I got good news off of that S. And they're like, you're coming home, blood. My lawyer already told me, you're coming home. Now, it might be after 25 years, but he'll be eligible for youthful offender parole. He's pleaded guilty to murder and the use of a firearm. With all those enhancements gone, eh, he'll be out before long. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, if nothing else... I think a lot of Americans are waking up to how important school board elections are and district attorney elections. Seek out the info on the DA or the county prosecutor or whatever you know form of government you have locally. Know what's going on, folks. It matters. It matters a lot. I want to mention a dark Ukraine story next hour, hour four, because uh, it deserves attention. But this one is not dark, kind of funny. Wide variety. I tweeted this out yesterday. Jake Tapper took the picture as he is in Ukraine. Jake Tapper of CNN. Wide variety of Putin-themed toilet paper that is for sale in downtown Lviv at a gift shop. So all kinds of different toilet paper with a variety of captions and pictures of Putin on it. And then you, you realize what you use toilet paper for. I mean, so... I, I do. The, I do indeed. I believe the imagery here is you're taking Putin's face. Oh, I and, think uh, we get the imagery. Oh, okay. Great, Scott, who are, you, who are you interpreting I was for? afraid you weren't hanging with me here on this story. Oh, I'm hanging like crazy. But yeah, there's like, in the picture, there's like 15 different kinds of Putin toilet paper. So I'm glad they have, you know, the time and wherewithal to do that in the midst of all the horror. Yeah, well, you do what you can to take heart in difficult times. Uh, speaking of which, former tweet, Twitter CEO Starvin Jack Dorsey got into a, uh, a Twitter war of sorts with the CNN personality and eunuch Brian Stelter, their congenital liar so-called media commentator, who's just an awful human being in virtually <laughs> every way. If it turned out that he was like uh, uh, breeding, uh, running a puppy mill out of his basement, it would not surprise me. Maybe he has slaves. I don't know. Mm. I just don't know. He's wow. not man. Maybe he has slaves, Joe throws out. Maybe he does. Anyway, <laughs> um, so uh, uh, 
Stelter had posted something on Twitter, shared a link from the Washington Post, which accused Fox News host Tucker Carlson of, quote, selling doubt to his audience. Um, and then, and Stelter, of course, who is a one-sided liar, uh, featured that. And, uh, Dorsey tweeted back, oh, and you all are selling hope? Which draw, drew a strong response from other media pros, blah, blah, blah. Uh, some of whom said, uh, Jack Dorsey defending Tucker Carlson. And Dorsey said, no, I'm not defending anything. I'm holding up a mirror. Of course, that's, God, that is so Twitter. That is so Twitter. Guy says something. The people who disagree with him pretend he assassinated Archduke Ferdinand. And the people who are like on the other side of the argument suddenly announce that Jack Dorsey works for Alex Jones and is, is a welcome addition to the team. When neither are true. But then, uh, thanks Twitter! Dorsey targeted CNN with another tweet, responding to another user who alleged that CNN, the lefty network's personality, sometimes sell false news. Uh, Dorsey said, quote, I know this from being on the streets of Ferguson during the protests and watching them try to create conflict and film it, which caused the protesters to chant FCNN. You remember that? Wow. I'd forgotten that. Yeah, I had too. That's right. The actual people who live in Ferguson saw CNN trying to whip up violence and hate and looting and arson and the rest of it and, uh, and, and hated on them for it. Good for Jack Dorsey to call CNN what they are. Ridiculous for him to be accused of then backing Tucker Carlson, which is just dumb. So he handled that pretty well. This fits in with this. Play clip, uh, play clip 12. Here's Jen Psaki yesterday talking about Fox. We have to talk about Peter Ducey for one second. Sure. Is he a stupid son of a bitch? Or does he play a stupid son of a bitch on TV? He works for a network. Okay. That um, provides people with questions that nothing personal to any individual, including Peter Ducey, but might make anyone sound like a stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> So I just, I wish, uh, that's why I like Jack Dorsey pointing that out. I wish we grown-ups could move away from that. Sure, Fox is unfair, and so are the other channels, just in the different direction. All of them. What, yeah, whatever. So anyway, back to the Jack Dorsey uh, comment. That's prompted a separate debate about what he might have meant. And uh, former Reddit CEO Ellen Powell, who's a crackpot, if I recall her act, said at this point, I think his point was that the press does the same thing, sowing doubt to promote white supremacy and get engagement, often amplifying bad takes. But now I'm not sure anymore. Powell said, yes, said Dorsey in response. I'm not sure how white supremacy worked its way into this. But, uh, da, 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 da. and then Dorsey said, you know, I'm sure, and we've certainly seen that Twitter does positive and negative. I think the common denominator is the current ad model for all media, not just social media, is what he, to paraphrase, is what perverts it. The most extreme, outrageous thing gets the most attention. And so bad, evil, nasty takes are become the, the coin of the realm, as they say. Yeah, hey, Jen Psaki said something I agree with a little bit ago. I don't know what she was responding to, but she said, media and public figures are all talking to ourselves on Twitter and cable news shows. That is, uh, that is very true. All very true. Um, so, got a story for you that's going to make you question everything you believe. Everything you believed on Sunday in church at, for Easter you will no longer believe when we do our story to kick off hour four. Mm. If you haven't heard this yet, the success of 
Bad Baby. I believe it's pronounced Bahad Bahabi. Yup. The Catch Me Outside girl. Catch Me Outside, how about that? Catch Me Outside, how about that? The home she just bought for cash, and it's only one of her homes. Yeah, she'll have, she has more money than you'll ever see in your life. <laughs> Again, this will make you question everything you believed on Easter Sunday. <laughs> yup. Yup. Never mind why bad things happen to good people. Why did great things happen to evil little dopes? <laughs> Internet is the answer. Uh, that and a whole bunch of other stuff on the way. If you miss an hour, grab the podcast, Armstrong and Getty.com. Armstrong and Getty. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.